Hello, and welcome to the 51st episode of Soundwave. This is the Redo Show. The Redo. The Redo. messed up the last... Somehow I messed up the last one, and I don't know how that happened, but try again. Hello, I'm Matt, and over there to my left is Eric. Hello. And we are the only ones in the studio today. But we have a pleasant show planned for you here. Very pleasant. Uh, what have you been up to this week? Oh, man, you know, not too much. Doing the whole work thing and... All that kind of good fun. Yeah, I know the work thing now, too. I just yeah. got hired at Emma's. Yeah. Pouring it's beers. Pouring beers. I'm not looking forward to when I have to pour the shots and weird mixed drinks that I have no clue what goes into what. Yeah, but you'll make tons of money. Yes, hopefully. Yes. You'll learn it pretty quick. Most of it's easy. The The pricing's the hard part at the moment, Is but I'll, I'll get yeah, that down. I bet. It's not too difficult. Nah. All right, well... Anyway, anything else? Um, I just picked up uh, Jack White's new album. Ooh, how is it? It's a joint, dude. Yeah, it's a joint. It's, I I heard a bunch of it on the current, but yeah, yeah, yeah. what I heard yeah. is pretty sweet. Yeah, yeah, I, I was listening to it uh, last night, the current, and uh, they played uh, Lazaretto, mm-hmm. one of his new singles, and man, I was like, this is fucking shit, Ross. So you went dude. to go buy it today? So, yeah, I, no, I got it off of iTunes. Oh, nice. Uh, cool. I should I should download that one too. Yeah, it's it's really really good, very solid album. Well, let's just go into music news then, huh? Okay. All right. Neil Young and Crazy Horse were scheduled to perform in Tel Aviv, Israel today, actually. Mm -hmm. But they've been forced to cancel the show due to the current security situation. A spokesperson for Neil said... It is with heavy hearts and deep sadness that we must cancel one of our the, our one and only Israel concert due to the tensions which have rendered the event unsafe at this time. We'll promise we'll we'll miss the opportunity. Wait. <laughs> Rewind. <laughs> Rewind. We'll miss the opportunity to play for our fans and look forward to playing in Israel and Palestine when they are in peace. Uh Young himself wrote, I will be making donations to both the Louise and Till- Tilly Elpert. Tilly Elpert. Tilly Uppert. Tilly Uppert Youth Music Center of Israel and uh, Heartbeat. Those are the two organizations that teach music in Palestine, teach music to Palestine and Israel youth simultaneously by enabling them to play music together. That's good. That's that good is cause. a good thing. They need peace out there, man. They do need peace. Did you hear about the 777 that got shot down over Ukraine today? No. Yeah? What? It's been on the news all afternoon. No, really? Yeah. Uh, What was it? It was, I don't really know all the details. What's another Malaysian airline? Yeah, really? Yep. Another Malaysian. Ooh. Yep. That's trouble for them. So we don't know what the cause is quite yet. Huh. Uh, July Russians, that's the cause of the Russians. <laughs> July 11th, Eminem did a show at London Wembley Stadium. During his set, he brought out a huge special guest, Dr. Dre. Uh, they did a medley of tracks, including Still Dre, Nothing But a G Thing, Forgot About Dre, and the next episode. Eminem is the first rapper to headline Wembley. What's brown and rhymes with Snoop? <laughs> Poop. Dr. Dre. <laughs> <laughs> I think poop works, too. <laughs> yeah, it does. <laughs> uh, drummer and producer Tommy Ramone has died following his battle with bile duct cancer. He was the last surviving member of the Ramones' original lineup. He was 65. Tommy Ramone grew up in the in Queens. In the early 1970s, he wrote, he, Johnny, and Dee Dee would go see shows in New York clubs together. According to Johnny Ramone's memoir, Tommy was the one who kept pushing Johnny, Joey, and Dee Dee to start the primitive band after they saw the New York Dolls together. 
Tommy left the band in 1978. In both Dee Dee and Johnny's autobiographies, they say he deteriorated on the road during the tour with the Runaways. And in a 2005 interview with Pitchfork, he confirmed that he couldn't handle touring anymore. Though he continued to work with uh, the Ramones for a few albums as their producer, he was replaced on drums by uh, Marky Ramone, who is still doing music. Mm -hmm. And as a producer, Tommy worked on The Replacements' Tim album and Red Cross Neurotica. Later in life, he was uh, one half of an old-time blues band, Uncle Monk. Did you know that? I did not know that. I did not know that. Uh, where they play, he played the mandolin, guitar, banjo, and drobo. Huh, cool. Yeah. It kind of sucks to think that there are more members of the Beatles alive in yeah. Rolling Stones than there are the Ramones. Any of the Ramones, yeah. The Ramones are gone. Are any of the Clash left anymore? Yeah. They are? Yeah. I don't know. I, I think, uh, uh, is Strummer uh, still? Strummer, yeah. Joe Strummer is the only one that died. Uh, back in the 90s, Courtney Love embarked on an acting career that included a Golden Globe Best Actress nomination for 1996, The People vs. Larry Flint, which is a pretty good movie. Her roles decreased around the turn of the millennium, but this year she'll make a return to acting by joining the cast of Sons of Anarchy. Beginning with the fourth episode of what will be the show's final season, Love will play a school teacher with a pivotal role. It premieres this fall. Hmm. A pivotal role. Pivotal role for a murderer. Ah! Ah, murderer. <laughs> Joy Division and New Order guitarist uh, Bernard Sumner has announced Chapter and Verse, an autobiography, that will cover his life and time spent with both bands. It's out September 25th. Additionally, New Order is working on a new album due to release in 2015. This would be their first recorded album without bassist Peter Hooked, who left the band in 2007. And then 2013's Lost Siren was largely composed of existing sessions already. I did not know that. Mm-hmm. That'd be one to look out for. It will be. Just to see what it's like. It should still be good. It should. They do a lot of they do all their live shows still and stuff, and I've heard, I've heard a couple of them. Yeah, I, they I do. enjoy it. I, that's one band I'd like to see live. Uh, me too. Um, I, I would, I would love that. Man. There's a video online right now. Uh, Iggy Pop, they were at uh, Orchestra Hall. Where was it? The big one in New York. Uh-huh. Wait, Carnegie Hall. Carnegie. Yeah, for some charity event, and then Iggy Pop came on and sang uh, uh, Joy Division, Love Will Tear Us Apart. Oh, really? And then another one by New Order, he, he came up and sang with them. Oh, that's nice. I'm going to have to watch that. Yeah, it doesn't sound the greatest nowadays, but no. <laughs> it's still cool seeing them together. Yeah, right. Uh, earlier this year, Insane Clown Posse filed a f- lawsuit against the FBI and U.S. Justice Department, insisting that the government decision to classify their fan base, the infamous Juggalos, as a loosely organized hybrid gang. In 2011, FBI report was unwarranted and lo- unlawful, they said. Now the case has been di- dismissed by Detroit federal judge Robert Cleland. He stated that the government wasn't responsible for the actions of the local law enforcement using the report. The lawsuit was dismissed last week. Good for them. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Weird Al Yankovic released an album this week. It's called uh, Mandatory Fun, and the cover of it's uh, not what I was expecting to see at all. I saw it the other day. It's like uh, he's standing in front of a bunch of like tanks and stuff. And, <laughs> and it's called Mandatory Fun. <laughs> That's a good Weird, weird Al joke right there. Uh, today, or not today, uh, earlier this week, he shared a video for uh, Pharrell's parody, Tacky. 
it 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 recasts the radio hit Happy and its 24-hour dancing video as an indictment of unappealing modern behaviors. I would live tweet a funeral, take selfies with the deceased, it says in the song. The video was produced by the Nerdist and features appearance by Jack Black, Eric Stoneheart, Stone Street, Christian Shaw, Margaret Chow, and Aisha Tyler. Cool. And then I guess every day this week, that was Monday, every day this week, they've, they've been released releasing a new, a new one. Video, yeah. yeah, through the Nerdist. Casey saw a few of them. He said they were really funny. Yeah. So I'll have to go take a look. Uh, some new releases this week include Jason Mraz's Yes, Jungle's Self-Titled, Morrissey World Peace is None of Your Goddamn Business, and Minus what the up, Goddamn. What asshole. <laughs> uh, Rafi Lovebug, uh, Rise Against the Black Market, and Trampled by Turtles, Wild River. What do we have today for our history? This week in history, 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 history. That's, that's, my, new, that's my new bumper. I like it. <laughs> in 19, uh, 1900, his master's voice, the logo of the Victor Recording Company and later RCA Victor, was registered with the U.S. Patent Office. The logo shows the dog Nipper looking into the horn of a gramophone. I think we're all familiar with that. Yep. 1954, Sun Records releases the first Elvis Presley single, That's All Right, a cover of Arthur Crudup's 1946 tune, That's All Right, Mama. Only about 7,000 original copies were pressed, but the disc became a local hit in Memphis. After mm. the session, Bill Black was said to have remarked, God damn, get that on the radio and they'll run us out of town. <laughs> I don't know if that's what Bill Black sounds like. Let's hope he did. That's my guess. 1961, Billboard magazine reports that the teenage dance craze, The Twist, is being picked up by adults in Philadelphia. Watch out, The Twist is coming. Yes, it's all kids coming for you. (laughs) It's so bad. 1964, the Rolling Stones chart in the U.S. for the first time when a cover of Buddy Holly's Not Fade Away peaks at number 48. 1966, Eric Clapton formed a new band he called Cream, along with two former members of the Graham Bond organization, bassist Jack Bruce and drummer Ginger Baker. The trio lasted just two years, but left us with some classic rock tunes like Sunshine of Your Love and White Room. To this day, Clapton says he does not look back on those days with great fondness, but many fans feel that he was at his best at this point. White Room is amazing. That's a great song. 1968, Black Sabbath played their first gig at a small backstreet blues club in Birmingham, England. The group would develop into one of the biggest heavy metal bands of the 70s with albums such as Paranoid, Masters of Reality, and Sabbath. Bloody Sabbath. I love to say that one. It's one of my favorite favorite album titles. I'm not big on the band, but I just love that that cover and the name of that album. It's awesome. (laughs) And 2001, The Kiss Casket. An official oh, coffin yeah. featuring the faces <laughs> of the four founding members of the band went on sale. Also included were the KISS logo and the words KISS Forever. Endorsing the item, Gene Simmons quipped, I love living, but this makes the alternative <laughs> look pretty good. <laughs> and I can say whoever has that, they might have a lot of money to spend on a KISS casket, but they have no taste at all. Nope. <laughs> I, I think I, either somebody is actually buried in this casket right now. Or it's just sitting like it's some in somebody's living room. living room with all the kiss memorabilia right. everywhere around it and right. inside of it. Yep. Some guy that takes like kiss a little too like seriously, <laughs> and he's like sleeping in it. Cause oh he God, he's like a demon <laughs> or whatever kiss is. <laughs> oh man, 
Is that all we got for news today? That's what we got for history. History. All right. Uh, I listened to a new album this week, and as did you, but I, I did a kind of review on it. I have some a little, some tracks for you to listen to. Okay. We uh, opened up the show today with uh, Busy Earning. It's by Jungle. And uh, I recently have gotten into these bands. I've talked to them a couple times. I talked to I talked about them a couple times on the mm-hmm. show here. Went to, the, went to their concert, and uh, yeah, it's... Like 25th century soul revival, kind of. It sounds really cool. Uh, the whole album just flows together perfectly. Uh, one of the first videos that came out, I think it was maybe last year sometime, it's called Platoon, and it's just this girl dancing around doing breakdance and stuff, and it's really cool. Nobody knew who these guys were. They're like, what is going on? Who is part of this band? But uh, yeah, here's Platoon. Yeah, it just has a really sweet sound that I haven't really heard in a long time. Different. Yeah, it's it's very different. And the the fact that it's three people harmonizing on every single track really gives it this weird distinct sound. Like I said, I thought it was a bunch of like a black guy singing with right. its backup band. But no, it's two white guys and a woman and they're harmonizing the entire the entire album. It's good stuff. And uh they aren't all fast like that. There's this one called Drops that's really cool. I like this one a lot. And it like transitions into the next one that I have. I love when it goes to the falsettos. And that song just like kind of that's like the steady beat throughout the song, and it just makes you want more and more. Yeah, I, I liked how they they had like it, it almost sounded like a like a drop of water. Like, yeah, yeah. You know, that, that and that a, at the show they actually had just a bunch of uh, Coke bottles all hanging up, and he'd like strum across them a bunch, and then they yeah. had like the chimes all hanging there and stuff. So they had a whole bunch of crazy instruments awesome. on stage. I like that. But yeah, that drops actually t- goes into the song "Time," which I also think is really cool. A new video just came for that one too. I haven't watched it yet. Oh yeah, they must have started playing this one then. The song would fit perfectly in one of those like retro Tarantino types of. It could, yeah. Grindhouse type movies. And then it's got the Daft Punk. It's really cool. And the whole album, it's just really, you can really groove to it. It's yeah. just dancey. And if you don't want to dance, you just sit there and just nod, you, nod, nod your head. You're like, yep, this is this is fun. And that, that show, too. But uh, when I was in Japan, that's when I first heard him. I was listening to The Current, actually, and Mark Wheat played him. He's like, there's this unknown band going on. I can't do a British accent right now. <laughs> but there's this unknown band going around, and there's uh, these cool videos. And this one is called The Heat. And uh, they played it on The Current a whole bunch. And then I just found their EP, and I downloaded it and listened to it like five days straight. And the videos, uh, these two black guys that are like professional roller skaters, and they can do these crazy mm-hmm. tricks and stuff. It's a really sweet video. But uh, here is The Heat. I know I can't get you home 
So yes, everyone, go buy the Jungle's new album. It's self-titled, so it's Jungle Jungle. Jungle Jungle. And uh, you will be pleasantly surprised, and you'll enjoy it a lot. So go download it on iTunes, or you can go to Amazon and buy it too. And if you go to Amazon, make sure you go to our website first and click on the little Amazon link at the bottom. Yes. Because once you buy something on there through our link, we get a little bit of that money, and that would be very nice to get. All right, shall we go into the weekly theme? Let's do it. What is the weekly theme? I guess we'll find out. All right. Today on the weekly theme is uh, band's best debut albums. This was a very difficult topic. I thought it was going to be a lot easier than it was. No, and I it kept was... second, second guessing everything. I did too. It was a tough one. So I just kind of made the rule like I was going to go for what's important to me. Not necessarily yeah. just music overall, but what. And maybe what not the it? fact that they brought out a bunch of albums after that were amazing. But yeah. just the fact that we really appreciate what they did with their first effort. Yes. So... I guess I'll start it on out here, and uh, my first one, it's a band that I don't think you like very much, but it's The Used. The album came out in 2002, and uh, basically anyone can thank them for the the major spring in the Screamo movement. Yeah, thanks a lot. (laughs) But I think it's just raw. The album, they've never been able to catch the I guess I think it's just that's the other thing about debut albums it's a band's first album after touring for a long time they get a record deal they're all pumped it's just the endorphins going around and you put all you can into it and the equipment it was just at John Feldman's house who's in Goldfinger I think is the band he's from really yep so he produced a bunch of their albums but yeah I was just hanging out John Feldman's house back in 2002 and pretty sweet laid down the tracks one of the tracks my favorite track which I'm going to play is Greener with the Scenery and and uh, in it, you can hear them. They bring a microphone from upstairs, and they go into his kitchen and just start throwing pots and pans around and start throwing Bert with pans and stuff to make him scream even harder. But uh, you can't hear that in the clip we have. But it's my favorite song, Greener with the Scenery, on the used self-titled album. But yeah, they had three actual uh, singles from it, Taste of Ink, Buried Myself Alive, and A Box of Sharp Objects, which all, they don't think ever any of them were radio hits, but MTV played them a lot, and that's when, uh, I think it was before it turned to Fuse, and it was Much Music from Canada. Right. So they had a whole right. bunch of them kind of bands right. on there. Yeah, they did better than Fuse it. used to be so good, too, and oh, more reality shows, more bullshit. Such, such a loss. <laughs> all right, what's your first album? Um, the first album that I chose is from one of my favorite uh, bands. I can listen to these guys pretty much any time. Uh, 40 Ounces to Freedom from Good Subdivine. choice. I just like it. To, they have such a good mix of sound. Um, they really kind of just did their own thing. And um, 
like when I tell people about Sublime, one of one of my favorite little lines from this is uh uh I introduced these guys to a bunch of like my hardcore like black thug friends and they absolutely <laughs> loved it and it would it became part of like their rotation. Oh yeah. You know, because it it, it transcends like genres, you know, they have their oh, yeah. beats and dub and all that good stuff and yeah, they, they love the stuff. So yeah. What would what would you choose from it here? Um, man, there's so many good tunes yeah. on there. Uh, do you, why don't you play uh, just to make it easy on the people? Why don't you play date rape? Okay, that sounds like <laughs> a good choice. Oh, aggressive inline. Do some skanking. Yeah, you can skank to this one. Hopefully, you don't get your finger. <laughs> oh yeah, that that's good. That's good. Uh, my second one is the Velvet Underground and Nico by the Velvet Underground. Mm. And I did not realize that this was their first album. It it actually sounds a lot cleaner than it, their it other does, albums. And if you listen to some of the bands that were like doing the same thing at the time, like the Fugs, yeah, and it sounds like it's something that's just like uh, produced in somebody's asshole. <laughs> this one has really good quality to it. It must just have been being inside the the factory or whatever. Yeah, and yeah. well, the yeah, acoustics had, in there and yeah, a and, lot of money from yeah, and Andy money. Warhol. That's what it is. Yeah, Warhol money. So and that all disappeared after after the fact. Yep. But uh yeah, it's just a raw album. It's very unique. Uh they never gained any big popular su- success or mainstream they success, they but But yeah, Lou Reed on his own though. He yeah. he got a whole bunch of big hits going and rest in peace. He was an amazing man. But uh my favorite song, I like to crank it in the car every single time is Heroin. So good. Heroin. Just love how it just builds and builds and builds and builds. Yeah, it's it's like a train wreck for heroin. Yep. <laughs> and uh, he would know. Yeah. <laughs> he would know. I want to listen to the whole song. Yeah. <laughs> Gonna try for the kingdom if I can. Cause it makes me feel like I'm a man When I put a spike into my vein And I tell you things aren't quite the same When I'm rushing on my run And I feel just like Jesus' son And I guess that I just don't know And I guess that I just don't know Good stuff. It is. Oh, the Velvet Underground. Jeez. The thing is, like, what sucks, like, I wanted to see uh, Lou Reed live before he died, but the fact that you go and see Lou Reed live, you aren't going to actually see Lou Reed because he just plays whatever he wants on stage. Yeah. And when right. he plays one of his famous songs, you don't have any clue that it was one of the famous songs. because yeah, it's uh, all different all the time. And then Velvet Underground, they, I think it was like 94 or something, they came back together for some awards show, or else it was 2000s they did for Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Uh-huh. And they played their most obscure songs ever, like no one even knew yeah, who they were on stage right. or anything. Right. 
But uh, that yeah, that sounds like that just sounds like something they would do anyway. Though, yeah, you know? but yeah, what is your second one? Um, the second one that I chose um is an album that speaks to me personally as kind of like the nerdy kid. Um, the whole album basically is like the story of my like early uh early childhood my, my you know my teen years uh i chose a weezer's blue album <laughs> i guess that's a good thing or is it a bad it, thing it's a good thing i mean, <laughs> I mean it's it was good because i like after listening to the songs i realized hey there's it's pretty cool to know, be weird yeah, yeah right it's okay <laughs> it's okay it's okay to play D D. Oh, I know. I just noticed on the album cover, he isn't wearing his uh, normal Buddy Holly glasses. Yes, yes. Huh. Hmm. Interesting. Well, yeah. There's what seven hits on this album. I think. I, I think. I, I, what would you choose for your favorite? Um, damn man, I I can't really choose a favorite song on. Yeah. Album, but um, uh, I mean, uh, they got. Only My name is Jonas, my, Buddy yeah. Holly, uh, Undone Sweater Song, Say It Ain't So Holiday. That's, they're all good songs. <laughs> uh, play a random one. Okay. <laughs> just just play one. Should we play In the Garage? Yes, play In the Garage, because that is a good one for what I was talking about. I've got posters on the wall. Except my favorite rock band is not Kiss. My favorite rock group Kiss. I've got... That one's a pretty famous one too, actually. Or else, just over the years, it's become it's known. Over, probably, yeah, probably yeah. just off the albums. I don't th- ever think it was like a single or anything like that. I think I've I mean, just heard it on the current a bunch. Yeah, actually. probably. I mean, they could because you can play any song off that album on, on and probably have heard it somewhere. Cover. Yeah, so it's a great, great album. If that you is a it, wonderful album. Yes, and yeah, because they've kind of gone downhill over the years. Yeah, I, I, I think that was just their their peak, mm-hmm. and then they just. They went down, and then they were gone for like 10 years, and then all of a sudden they came back as... Like, Hashpipe came. Yeah, it was whatever they do now. And then they disappeared for a long time after Hashpipe, yeah. too, and then uh, Beverly Hills came yeah. out. and then they put out like one album in like every three months like after <laughs> that. So. All right, my uh, third one is The Doors' self-titled album, which don't think there has to be much explanation about it because it's the doors a fantastic album and it's the doors and it's what started the whole movement and yeah it's just badass you got break on through the other side alabama song light my fire oh one of my favorites which makes this album and strange days one of my two favorites would be the end and when the music's over those two songs just I think music's over like 10 minutes and then the end's 11 minutes. It's just greatness. Right. right. But uh, let's go with Light My Fire. Why not? Why not? You know that it would be untrue. You know always like their use of an organ. Yeah. It's always... It, organs were very popular back in the 60s. Yeah, yeah, they were. But I, I think they did it right. Like, it's got that haunting organ sound, but it's still life. And he's grooving with it, yeah, too. It's right. not just there for a no, gimmick or anything. Right. It's not just making noise. Like, it's actual... It's a big part of the, the composition. Was it Break On Through or this one where it was written through the organ? Because uh, I don't remember who played the break, organ. I think Break On Through, because it doesn't Break On Through have the big organ? Yeah. Opening? Just probably that one. For some reason, I think it might have been this one, though. I don't know for sure. Uh, I'm not sure. We're showing our failures on the radio. Oh, no. We need to learn, uh, learn more about music. All right, what's your third one, Eric? 
Uh, the third one that I chose is also one of the first albums I ever bought myself. Um, it's another one that's got a whole ton, a shit tons of singles from the 90s. Yeah, didn't we say there's like seven or I, eight I of them on it? Agreed. Eight out of the I, 11? Yeah, eight out of the 11 tracks <laughs> are, are, were on the radio. Um, one of my favorite bands and, and one of the most influential ones easily of the 90s, uh, Pearl Jam's 10. Oh, yes. It is. It's a beautiful thing. It's a great album. Great, great album. Um, I think Black Black is on that album. And it is. And that is the definitive song of that generation, you know, the whole Generation X and, mm-hmm. and uh, grunge movement. Uh, it's just a, a beautifully composed song. I think it's one that will last quite a long time. Uh, people will hear that one when they're 80 years old and be like, I remember when it came out. I still had my Edna with me. Yeah, Edna. And I got a crack. I don't know how many Ednas there were back in the 90s. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, I just trying to pick the old people. <laughs> but yeah, it's black. Right when it was yeah. going into the, I know, right, I know that the good part was about to sing, yes. geez. But yeah, uh, I think we, we I think we picked some good debut albums I think, there. I think we, we, we could go on for hours with oh, debut yeah, albums, yeah, easily, but easily. Yeah. Anything else? Um, I have. I don't really have much else to add. I yeah. don't think we're good here. Well, let us know what your favorite debut albums are because we'd love to know. It's a good conversation. It's yes. Knowing where bands have come, like the Rolling Stones, how many albums they brought out? 83. Yeah. Yeah. Right. <laughs> David Bowie, he's brought out 27, 20, I think. 20, well, uh, I guess if you added all his uh, incarnations together, it'd probably be about that number. It is. Yeah. I, I have 20. I think I have 27. Yes. 27. And then his first album is one you don't want to listen to because it's uh, terrible. Yeah. <laughs> the Laughing Gnome. Oh, yes. No, thank you. <laughs> but yes. Stardust. Let, let's get into our closer here. All right. Thanks for joining us on this week's episode of Soundwave. New episodes are released every Thursday. The theme next week is favorite guitar solos. I think that'll be a fun one. That'll be interesting. I think I'll have to crop the songs for that one, though. Yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> You're going to have to get the solos out. Yeah. Uh, for updates and more information about Soundwave or and our other shows, go like us on Facebook at Blind Ninja Studios, or you can even follow us on the Twitter at blind underscore ninja. Our flagship show, The Department of Offense, is still live every Saturday. Come join in the fun at blindninjastudios.com slash live. You can chat with us. You can see our pretty faces on the webcams. And, uh, yeah, you can even ask us questions. We, you can. We'll answer the questions. We'll try to answer, yeah. yeah. Unless uh, they're deeply personal. And, <laughs> and we can't talk about that on the show. <laughs> there are five other shows, including this one, available to stream on our website at blindninjastudios.com. Or you can subscribe on iTunes so you never miss an episode. If you just can't get enough of Soundwave or other shows, you should help us because this stuff isn't cheap. 
At the bottom of blindindustrios.com, click on Patreon and sign up. It works like a subscription service where you can pledge any amount that works for you, even as low as $1. Hey, that's only $12 a year. Think about it as donating us a nice case of beer at the end of the year. Then, also, if you're shopping on Amazon, don't forget to go through blindindustrios.com first and click on Amazon at the bottom. Once you do that, it basically tells... Amazon that you are friends with us yeah. and we're friends with them and, and so then it, the friendly transaction happens there and we get some money from that and then you have a new friend and then you have a new friend yes it doesn't cost you anything else it just takes a little bit of money from Amazon and puts it in our pockets because we want new microphones we want new software we want beer we want beer. things mostly beer <laughs> questions comments any kind of feedback email us at feedback at blindindustudios.com or you can message us on facebook we'll be about back again next week we will we'll be here have a good weekend peace goodbye <laughs> <laughs>